son. If you're listening, I'm dead. But uh, I left you this podcast. You'll be all right. Just pretend that I went out for smokes. Hey everybody, it's Mike, Sean, and Scott, and this is the Out for Smokes podcast, and we have a uh, YouTube channel. Actually, we have two YouTube channels, and uh, we're not sure which one we want you to uh, subscribe to. But if you can, go to go to YouTube and search for the Out for Smokes podcast, and whatever comes up first, subscribe to that one. Whichever has the most subscribers. There's one that has 4,000, there's one that has a, a little under 300. Subscribe to the one that has 4,000. Yeah. That's what I think we should do. I think the other one has more videos, though. So I, it's I all, love it. It's like, we should plug the YouTube, and it's then it really, becomes like a, 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 a treasure map of how to access the YouTube. Yeah, yeah. It's really fucked up, and Scott refuses to learn videos. Yeah, so. I, I refuse to learn anything. But so, um, you know, today's the first day I haven't didn't smoke weed in uh, maybe years. So, Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, have you noticed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this episode sucks already. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels more dog shit than it has been usually. <laughs> Scott, would you mind smoking some weed? Um, and then also, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm trying to get my numbers up a little bit, so when I, uh, so you can go to Mike Racine on YouTube. But that's my channel. That should have about, I think, 500 <sighs> subscribers. Whatever. I'm just bummed. I never did the computer stuff, and I'm way. I'm just fucking far behind. No, dude, computers are guys, over. Have you talked to the next generation? No, what is of cool teens? No, what are they into? It, they're not. They they like just walking around and looking at things that are. Are you sure? Out there. Oh yeah, brother. I've talked to them. I thought they're all on like TikTok. Yeah, they're fucking losers. And guess what's gonna happen mm-hmm. to them? They're gonna get fat and loserish. And if they're not gonna get fat, they're gonna get depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, but not these kids walking around. And there's a lot of them. A lot of young people don't go on uh, TikTok and Instagram. Like, really? Oh, there's a new batch. The new batch, yeah. How, where did you find that out? Um, At the park. I said, hey, what's up, girls? And oh, okay. <laughs> I, I noticed uh, you don't have a cell phone on you. You need a ride? Okay. <laughs> they were like, sure, we just do rides. And, okay. you know, and they're just open to hanging out with okay. adults and... Uh, yeah. Nice. Um, I also want to say thanks to everybody who came out to my special taping at the stand. That was a lot of fun to, uh, you know, tape that um, show, and uh, we'll see what happens with it. It'll probably end up on YouTube, but uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. You guys were there, and that it was, was great, nice. Man. And I don't want so much fucking. I don't want to sit here and suck my own cock. You know, I don't like when people do that. I was cause I, I didn't wanna... see a lot of those jokes. I haven't seen you on stage in a while, and hmm. I was loving it. I was in the booth in the back. So I got to see how it was being filmed, too, because uh-huh. I was peeking my eyes to see. Yeah. It's lovely, man. I kind of look like shit, cool. unfortunately. But um, uh, what are you going to do? I don't know. Yeah, we'll figure yeah. it out. You should have did, did a masked singer situation mm. where at the end of the show, it's like re- you reveal you were micro scene the whole time, uh-huh. but you're just like in a mascot costume exactly the entire like- set. <laughs> <laughs> You just like tape the whole special in a Victorian corset. Yeah, you're just like dying on stage. You're getting yeah. your ribs crushed. The masked like, retard. That's the name of the special. Um. Anyway, so I thought we could uh, do. I thought today's episode we could spend talking about. Uh, I want to talk about like wealth and power, you know, and what people do with it when they wealth have it. And, and power. Shut wealth up. And power. Stop. <laughs> Um, but, uh, (laughs) 
No, go ahead, Scott. No, I don't know the words. A- anyway, um, so I just I we there's a couple stories from the news that I want to sort of um that I want to sort of get into, and um I guess the first one would be uh Dilbert from uh or Scott Adams from the Dilbert cartoon. The creator. Went on a little the creator, yeah, the creator of the Dilbert cartoon went on a little well he went on a little <laughs> Anthony Cumia style rant <laughs> on on his on his YouTube channel. <laughs> and uh he really just it was one it was one of those things where it's like my my grandmother's I've never heard my grandmother say the n-word but she said stuff that's like w- kind of worse than saying the n-word and um this is kind of like what he was doing it was just very it was like <laughs> like people were sharing it and they were going wow what a what an asshole and you 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 go you go like how bad could it be and then you see what he's saying and um yeah, he's one of those people who like yeah. doesn't say the N-word, but he'll say a thing like, we should push them all into the ocean. And you're yeah. like, I don't know. I think that's worse than any of the words you could say. Yeah. Because well, he did say that you should move away from black people and mm-hmm. that there was, uh, it was hopeless, the situation. Yeah. <laughs> because of a poll. And we all know how polls work. And it was a poll done by a, uh, like a, a, a right-wing website, right? Yeah. I mean, and the fucked up thing well, about the poll is it didn't even, it added up to more than 100%. <laughs> Oh, like, that's fantastic. It was like 53% of black people agreed with the statement, it's okay to be white. And then like 42 or something said they disagreed. And then like another 12% were unsure. We're unsure. Like, that's more than 100%. This is a... Yeah, so I guess I guess the phrase, it's okay to be white, is sort of a white supremacist uh, dog whistle. It's like a... I guess it started on like, yeah, 4chan, right, people say? Yeah, and, they go, it's uh, okay to be white. During the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. So... So then there was like a there was some poll that was done and he was like he was citing that that poll. So so it could have been some people could have said I agree with this because they were they knew of the phrase the white supremacist some, phrase. And there's some people it's who okay you know you be. take a poll and you just go who gives a shit. Like yeah, I remember right. years ago there was a poll and it was like would you give your it was that James Franco movie uh what is it 27 hours or whatever uh-huh. when you know when his arm got stuck he had to cut off his arm yeah and they go would you cut off your right arm for uh for a date with James Franco yeah and it was like 23 percent said no they wouldn't uh-huh. you know uh-huh. and it's like well you took that poll too seriously why are you answering that question right it's silly just say yes and move on we're all having fun right um, also how do they do they call people like what how, how do they poll people nowadays it's just I don't even know. It's it, that's the thing. I've never been polled. I don't know yeah. anybody who's ever been polled. They're yeah. not real. Why would we take it? To, we learn from every election that polls aren't real and they don't do shit besides really just get people excited and their hopes up and then arguing when the result isn't that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's or the, a, the actual opinion isn't that. There's supposed to be a statistically random formula for calling people, but now like nobody picks up their phone anymore. Right. So I imagine polling agencies have adapted a bit, but you know, you learn about this in like introductory statistic classes where you're supposed to get like a representative sample of usually for a good poll, at least a thousand people or so. <laughs> they're every black person they called. They're like, uh, Hey, we have a question for you. We're just wondering. They're like, fuck you, man. And hung up and they counted as a vote as they don't think it's okay to be white. Yeah, maybe that's what happened. Um, yeah, you call up and you're like, uh, yeah, we have a polling question. Just kidding. You're delinquent on your car payments and we're trying to seize your vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's just weird because he's he's been like Scott Adams is a uh, he was always sort of an open um, Trump supporter. And uh, like he, he's been on Twitter for a long time, just kind of saying a lot of crazy stuff. 
um, while, and I didn't even know Dilbert was still in the newspaper. Yeah, well, the good news is that now everybody in their office cubicles will have to take down their Dilbert cartoons, <laughs> and every white-collar environment will be much more tolerable. Yeah, and they'll have to start listening to the After Smokes podcast, yeah. maybe. We um, should, uh, I don't know, we should probably either put some of it in post or play it, just because, like, people, you know, he says he's being taken out of context and stuff. But and he's not. Yeah. I watched I watched the video. He's really not. Uh, I mean, yeah, he basically just said white people should stay away from black people. Yeah, and I, I don't, he, he opens with a kind of joke, and really watch the video, because it doesn't even come off like a joke. I, I was very confused at first, because he goes... Um, you know, I, I I used to identify as black, mm-hmm. and you're like, what the? Is this a joke about he how just people seems identify mentally, as you know women or men or whatever the fuck? He just seems kind of mentally ill. He just stinks. He's a big fucking Dilbert, is what he is. Yeah, he's exactly Dilbert. He's just like a a chubby, uncircumcised dick of a man. Well, no, he's pretty. He's he's pretty jacked actually. He got into a Twitter fight with somebody, and he like replied with a picture of like him with his shirt off. I mean, he's been kind of like his wild. Brain is is, a, is Dilbert. But yeah. that's what you do when you get rich. Like Jeff Bezos yeah. did it too. Elon Musk did yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like, oh, you're a millionaire or billionaire now. You can just do steroids and get a personal trainer. Well, Aaron Berg mm-hmm. told me that when you're as rich as The Rock, you can just buy a type of fish mm. that is so high in protein that you just start getting jacked. Yeah. <laughs> did he? So he told me that once. <laughs> you think that's real? <laughs> I don't believe it. What but would no. it be? Yeah, just like, yeah, you yeah. got to let the leprechauns believe what they believe. You yeah, know, otherwise yeah, they yeah. lose their magic. 17 exactly. Japanese fishermen die every year getting the rock his lunch meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah, but it's just kind of funny how he's always sort of like kind of flown under the radar while saying a bunch of crazy stuff and like like i said i didn't even know dilbert was in the newspaper anymore i mean i thought i don't know maybe they re-ran it or something i, I don't know if it, like is he, he i guess he's still drawing uh dilbert cartoons yeah i mean yeah i haven't paid attention to him for like decades now but mm. um i used to like him when i was a kid actually i mean dilbert? i had those like dilbert compilations they weren't my favorite but uh you know did you yeah. watch the but show i actually i think the show's good uh marv yeah. It was on UPN, right? Yeah, UPN. Yeah, wow. yeah. The one who's not Joe Pesci in Home Alone is that's the that's what he said that when, him helping the black community. <laughs> he put his show on UPN. <laughs> that's what he means by that. But to look at a poll that isn't even run by a source that anybody knows about or gives a fuck, mm-hmm. and then to immediately have like a comment about it, mm-hmm. which is like he even says in it, he's like, I've never looked at a poll before and let it change you know, how I act in life. But this poll made me change how I act in life. And it's like, no, you've made a fucking decision and now you're letting this poll be a defense of your shittiness. Yeah. Um, And it's really shitty defense because it's a bad poll. Yeah. It's like a fucking goof poll. It's for middle schoolers, essentially. And he's using it as a reason to be like, that's it, guys. I think now's the time. Well, it seemed like, it seemed like he had a lot of stuff about black people that he wanted to say. Yes. And then, yeah, this was like... Uh, an excuse to to do it but he also i don't know if he's like mentally ill or something because he also said like i'm not going to identify as black anymore because i think a while ago he said like i think that was just a failed joke but he's not used to rhythm because he writes for in a newspaper oh so it because i was confused too yeah because he's like i'm no longer identifying as black Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go back to identifying as white because i don't want to belong to a hate group that's what he said Mm. Well, no, I th- but I think he said a while ago he was like, "I'm gonna identify as black because I want to be on on the winning team for yeah. <laughs> for once." <laughs> How are you not on the winning team? <laughs> Creator of Dilbert. 
Yeah. Yeah, but the important context is actually he became racist after Dogbert got mauled by a talking pit bull. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck the Dilbert, man. Yeah, Dilbert got uh, pulled down to HR, and there was a new, <laughs> there was a new lady working there. And I remember when I like a, when when I read com, you know the the funny funny pages. Yeah. Is that what they call yeah, it in yeah. the back of the? Yeah, I would, I, never, I would always skip Dilbert too because he's in an office yeah. and you're a kid and yeah, you go, yeah, "Oh, yeah. that's got to be the worst." I don't yeah, care yeah, what yeah. comes out of his head. Yeah, the funniest it's going to be about a fishbowl they got or right. something. I don't care. I remember my grandfather who was like pretty. Well, my grandparents were you know pretty racist, but uh, them being like, "Yeah, I don't that Dilbert. That's not for me." They liked like Hagger the Horrible and Pickles and. Uh, I, I liked anything that, liked that looked youthful zits. that was like drawn yeah. more modern and fun yeah what was that zits or warts or zits yeah that one's funny zits is the parent with the teenage son yeah i like that one parents of the teenage son yeah it was more relatable everything else was like get tarzan every sunday you're like jesus christ what old man eating oatmeal well zits was like what nursing home lady is reading this to a guy zits was fun because it was the parents being like jeremy you got calm on my books again It was just a kid. <laughs> he always had hair over his eyes. <laughs> yeah. He had hair. And the joke was that he was always jacking off on everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His room was a mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on. Jeremy, did you jack off on the dog again? <laughs> <laughs> and then Dilbert had a dog, right? Dogbert, uh, yeah. Yeah, Dogbert. Yeah, and then Dilbert was, I remember the first one who he had the dog, and I was like, this is in his imagination. This mm. isn't a real dog. This is a crazy man. No. Oh. Yeah, I didn't, I never liked him. Never. Yeah. Yeah. What was, like, Doonesbury I would always skip, too. That was just kind of like... Oh, yeah, Doonesbury was awful. Wait, what did that look like visually? It was like, everybody had, like, these long noses. They all kind of looked the same. It was, like, very political. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, not for me. But it was kind of, yeah. Family Circus. See, but this is almost like if the guy who who drew Family Circus was, like... The the Holocaust. <laughs> there weren't even six million Jews in, <laughs> when that was happening. Yeah, actually, what you happened know? was uh, Michael Vick drowned Dogbert mm-hmm. <laughs> in a dog fighting ring, <laughs> and it just broke Scott Adams's mind. Yeah, yeah. Michael Vick adopted Dogbert and just chained him to a to a wall. Oh man. Um, but I don't know what like what is it about people because I because I've also I, I I saw this other thing about him a while back. He's got like a Dilbert shaped pool in his backyard, like he just has this giant house, and uh, like what is it about people when they get really wealthy? They just they they just feel like they're aggrieved all the time. I don't know what that is. I think it's alarming when you become wealthy off of a thing you created and then you want to look at that thing more than just at work. Like, why would you want your pool to look like the thing you make? Well, because it, like, made him rich, I guess. So what? Now you get you know? a pool. Don't be a fucking wacko. You hey, kids, go swim got... in the Dilbert pool. That's madness. That's unhealthy. No? You uh, wouldn't get, like, a cigarette-shaped pool, maybe, if if this show blew no, up? No, no, I'm going to get a pool, no. you know? Yeah. Just just imagining, like... Your fucking 23-year-old mail-order Russian wife <laughs> seeing your dog bird pool and being like, I cannot wait oh to get a tenny. <laughs> Take everything from this fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, you have a beautiful pool, Scott. It's so nice. It's two years. <laughs> I survived Russians in the 90s. <laughs> I have seen... I've yeah. seen inhumanity, and this is vast. Yeah, I wonder if women are impressed by his Dilbert-shaped pool or... or 
or not. Oh yeah, he's getting just big titty. Like the the local strip club, they always end up there. Like yeah. late every yeah every yeah se- yeah. You know, like four a.m. going just, into Sunday, just fucking in the Dilbert pool. Yeah, just fucking like animals in the Dilbert pool. He's choking them. It's like they're on, all black. They're like, all black strippers, and then he's like uh-huh. he banishes them. You know, you yeah, get yeah. It. It's like Entourage. It's like an Entourage episode. <laughs> just tits everywhere. Um. I know uh, in the Dilbert cartoons, Dilbert the character lost his virginity at some point. And so, you know, oh, really? Dilbert has a curved tie. I remember this because I was like a kid. I read those like compilation books. Uh-huh. So he was a so virgin when the show started? The, or the, the cartoon, uh-huh. yeah, or the comic strip. And so Dilbert had a curved tie and then he started dating someone. And Scott Adams said that uh, a lot of people would write in and say they didn't want Dilbert to lose his virginity because they were virgins. <laughs> and they would feel bad if Dilbert lost his virginity before them. And he said he kind of split the difference where it's like apparently uh-huh. in some panel, Dilbert has a straight tie. Yeah. And that's the wink wink that he finally had sex. Okay. Wow, he let people know. Yeah. It happened. So wait, so so Dilbert starts dating a woman and then immediately people are writing over, Oh please, please, please don't make him have sex. <laughs> like he just gets wait, flooded so with the curved tie was a hard on and the fact that it was now a straight no. tie means it's flaccid because it's drained of all his No, the curved Dilbert tie was cum? probably flaccid. No, it's curved upward because it's he's got a hard on and then he comes and now and now he's good. He's a man. Mm-hmm. How oh. do you uh, envision this uh well no i would think that the curved tie was was flaccid May, yeah yeah but maybe i'm wrong no no i mean i don't know no, maybe i'm wrong we, what we was gotta get scott adams on the horn i think he yeah. wouldn't mind honestly yeah it represents a horrific birth defect in his penis <laughs> <laughs> it's like u-shaped <laughs> so do you think do you think people wrote to him and they were like oh i love dilbert and i'm a virgin he's like hey that's all right everything happens on their own time just stay away from blacks and uh <laughs> try to develop a personality <laughs> well this is like a recent thing for him or i i mean i is don't it? know it's politics but yeah you know i mean he was a trump supporter and all that but uh it is just something where this cartoon this comic blew up in the 90s Mm-hmm. And then he's just had a bunch of money since the 90s. Mm-hmm. So it kind of like, you know, it makes you retarded. It freezes. Yeah. It freezes your perspective. Yeah. yeah. He's like Austin Powers of 95. <laughs> yeah. It blew up. Basically, yeah. yeah. Have you ever been in a situation where like you have a little bit of power where people kind of kiss your ass a little bit? I don't think so. And, uh, I mean, yeah. If you if you can recall a time I was in that position, but I don't think anybody's ever kissed my ass. No. Yeah. You? You? No, not really. Just I mean, like I'm doing. <laughs> How much does that suck of us, right? We well, don't have any well, stories only... of someone being like, "We respect you." <laughs> well, the only thing is, I'm I'm it's going. Like, yeah. Believe it or not, these three 30-year-olds who can't figure out how to have just one instead of two YouTube channels, <laughs> yeah, have never been in positions of power. Yeah. Well, we're doing the the old school um, podcast. That's right, we're podcasting in, in the old school. But I, I guess it's just funny because, like, you know, I'm working the road a little bit more, and I'm doing a lot of these like Wednesday. Helium gave me a bunch of these Wednesday sort of. They do these secret headliner shows, so it's like you show up, and it's like you're the headliner, and they go, "Hey, hey, Mike, how's it going? Do you need anything?" Like, then the the feature and the host come in, they're like, "Hey, do you want me to? Can I sell merch?" Like they're asking me, you know, and um. And then, like, a waiter will come back and be like, hey, can I get you anything? And I just, in my mind, I'm like, if I'm not careful, like, I'm going to molest all these people. 
You know what I mean? Though you get it's just it's just I, I it's weird. Like spacey them. Well, it, it's just like a little bit of like power is so corruptible, and I think you have to just be always conscious of it, or you're gonna turn yeah, into kind of like, a piece I of shit. Like, I don't have an urge to molest anyone now, so I don't know why that urge would happen in the future. Because you know, you, people are nice to you, and you confuse the niceness with I want to. I want you to grab me. I think. Well, I'm not saying I'm <laughs> exaggerating. Okay, yeah, that was a, that was a, 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 but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But an analogy. I, but I think that I think that that it's when people when people kiss your ass a little bit, you kind of like see what you can sort of get. There there is that impulse to kind of see what you can get away with. And I also uh, when I was flying back, they asked me if I wanted to sit in the front of the plane for thirty three dollars, which I did, and. Um, and so I was in the first boarding group of the plane, you know, and uh, I'm walking on the plane. There's there's like a this teenager walking, you know, like ahead of me. And I'm just like, um, I just thought to myself, like, is this kid in group A? I'm not sure if he belongs here, <laughs> you know, I thought I thought you're going to give him your seat. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> was it a white teenager? Uh, does that matter? Yeah, I think it does matter, Mike. <laughs> I don't remember what race. <laughs> I don't remember what race Liar. he was, um, but I don't know. I just I. But you you feel the you kind of feel it a little bit, you know. When you get a little, when you get to a certain position, and I don't even have anything really going on right now. But the only time I but, would ever feel it is there was like I guess like a a year period where I'd fly to L.A. and film random things mm-hmm. for like Comedy Central and MTV thing that never happened, mm-hmm. and not even doing that felt good, or not even going to like a comedy club at night felt good. Mm-hmm. But because you can be a, a cocksucker if you want to, of course. But the Uber rides were always. Fun because yeah. it's like, oh, where are you going? And then yeah, you yeah. just let them know, and it's yeah, like they yeah. think you're, you know, they can sure. you can help them. Sure. Um, but then I'd go to L.A. and I didn't have anything to do, and they still talk to you like that. They're just fucking psychos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uber drivers are like they think it's a way in. Um, yeah. They got book ideas, movie ideas. They're actors. They have videos. Right. They want to rape you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I just feel like if I didn't spend 13 years doing doing hard labor, like I would just be the biggest piece of shit. Mm. I don't know. Oh, I, I I'm grateful that I didn't get everything um quick, you mm. know. Because yeah, I would have fucked up. Well, yeah. maybe for a different perspective on Microscene, we can go to the Patreon exit surveys. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them are just like, oh, my financial situation changed or mm-hmm. other reason. But mm-hmm. I did like this guy stopped giving us $5 on February 1st, 2023. <laughs> I'm looking at this. It looks like a pretty big paragraph that he wrote. <laughs> oh, he, no. wrote a, he wrote a paragraph and I'll just quote it here. Uh, Mike Racine is a hopeless loser who will never get why others are cooler than him. It's the trying too hard. Mike, it's the looking over your shoulder, the constantly trying to triangulate a position. Decide whether you want to be a family guy or an edgy comedy guy. Everyone what are you who talking tell- about? <laughs> both? Everyone be, who tells both? you everyone who tells you you can have it both is lying to you. <laughs> This Damn is a it. demon talking to yeah, us, brother. Yeah, exactly. Damn yeah. it, I wish you all could be cooler, but you're all losers. Holy Fuck. shit, he went after the I crew, know. man. I right, know. right. Wow. Yeah. But Sean, it's on, dog. Yeah. Sean loves to read stuff like that. He doesn't understand. 
that it, uh, that, that it traumatizes you. Yeah, no, it doesn't. I don't care, but I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I was just going I mean, through whatever. the exit surveys today, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. if somebody, so somebody that's was funny, giving us five dollars, <laughs> Mike opening his phone. Let me look for some surveys. Well, that's funny because yeah, they said the same thing I got about a phone Sean. Call. <laughs> I don't think I try that. Well, what do you want me to do? Like, be like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, of course. I don't yeah. give a fuck with this faggot thing. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm on board with We're going to get to 800 next month. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Suck my dick. Yeah. Um, I just like, like give, you know what? If you give us $5 and then you drop some like Hannibal Lecter speech at the exit, then yeah. why not? Why not read it? Sure. Sure. Do we have any it's other like, ones? It's like multiple MIGs. He's like trying to get Mike to like kill himself by swallowing his tongue in his cell at night. Yeah. He's like spent a decade analyzing Mike and his career. Right. What do you mean you can't be both though? Well, you know what? Because it's like, well, I think because the it idea. Was Sean's exit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know what I think he meant was. <laughs> yeah, Sean wrote it. <laughs> No, I, uh, I think there's a worry, or some people say just be funny, and then other people say uh, the like doing liberal politics or leftist politics. We're not or doing leftist politics. I don't think we're, we're doing, doing leftist, leftist politics. We're barely doing politics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Mike's voice getting hired. That's not an, uh, uh, him admitting that maybe we do some leftist politics. No, it's not. I don't think we do leftist politics. We don't know enough. What are we talking about? No, I think, I mean, occasionally. I, sometimes you know, we do, yeah. Sometimes we do. We have, a mixed, we have a mixed crowd of people. Right. Yeah. Well, thanks for the money, sucker. <laughs> 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 thanks for the $20, asshole. What um, happened with the black sucks label? Sucks for you. You're not, no refunds. Wait, we got another pa- paragraph up there. No, it's, a, it's the same paragraph. Oh, okay. There's a... Uh, but there's just like show sucks. Oh. And then there's Sean saying, quote, Jews are actually the most racist ones. Pissed me off. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I plan to kill myself. See, I want the money Sean to go has, to my family. Sean has weird toes and doesn't uh, <laughs> shave down his. Sean has good toes. Shave down his toes. Nah, they're all right. It's hot in here. I took my socks off. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you going to do? We're doing our best here. <laughs> I don't um, know. I just don't like. I mean, yeah, I agree with you guys. Like. The Scott Adams thing is racist. It's just everything's so polarized that it's if you're criticizing Scott Adams for it's okay to be white or, you know, people are going to say, oh, you guys are being libtards on this. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I know, but I don't even. Well, no, I guess I guess I just want to talk about like, uh, you know, like what what is it about when you get really wealthy that that you just turn into you just become aggrieved all the time? I don't know, because they're all kind of everybody's kind of like that. I I People think um, really, like Bill Maher is like that and Joe Rogan's like that a little bit. Yeah, I think there's a lot of like flashy light type of stuff that are is hard for humans to not want to get sucked into. And those things are, you know, pussy involved and drug involved and being shitty involved. And uh, it kind of consumes a person quick, you know. No, I don't know. any. I don't know what you just said. I mean, greed and shit. Like it, it's like a thing, you know. It's like, but I'm just saying, I, I don't like know why a, rich people you like know the they, story of greed and stuff. Like I think yeah. that's what it. It just happens. It's people become corrupted once they have access to things that they didn't know mm-hmm. they could have access to. And yeah, so, I just don't understand why they all act like victims. Well, they don't have to oh, work anymore. Yeah, I have no fucking clue. Like yeah. you know, I mean, 98 percent of the population has a nine to five job. Well, not quite that much, but mm-hmm. or, you know, the vast majority. Of yeah, people. we have a seven to nine job. 
<laughs> Once a week. And I'm Working sorry if you're seven to nine. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry if you're jealous and you <laughs> unsubscribe from the Patreon. I'm sorry if you're a fucking hater and you took your five dollars somewhere else. Anyway, what were you saying? Oh, just like, you know, once you don't have to fucking work, I mean... I don't think I've ever tried to be cool, by the way. What do you mean? This guy. uh, No, I don't think you've tried to be cool, but I guess... I don't know. I think there is a contingent of people who don't like you because they think that you tried to be leftist or whatever. Right. You, like, kind of got in with the Chapo guys and then you... um, uh, got into politics and all that, and then I guess that's fair. Well, you know, and it's like uh, you, you know, because you would go on like Legion of Skanks, and some of those people would hate you. Sure, I think you were always funny on it, but you know, sure, it's like you can't make everybody happy. No, it's just the Mike Racine bird. Yeah, Bill Cosby said that, right? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a great example. Right, he <laughs> said that to that woman as she was waking up. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. So whatever's going on there with uh, our buddy Scott Adams, we hope that you uh, <laughs> Some figure guy, it out. October 12, 2022, stops giving us $5, and he goes, they're all fucking faggots and losers. Okay. Put <laughs> <laughs> some other reason. Because <laughs> you get to choose. If it's like my financial yeah, situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some other reason. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, it's all about bringing new people. Oh, you know who Dilbert reminds me of in. before we get off of Dilbert? Oh, wait, 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 one, one more. Uh, August 21, 2022, uh, $5 stops paying, some other reason. Maybe just move out of NYC if you don't want to pay 4 k in rent. You certainly ain't going to cover that with this podcast. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> well, we kind of are, so who's got an egg on his face now? <laughs> me and my family, we actually moved to a one-bedroom apartment, and we're doing much better. <laughs> the belt has been... Why? Why, why do? Why do you read this stuff? Well, because do you like? Do you like? Do you like that? Do you get a, a joy out no, of it? No, I. I'm doing I listener surveys. I don't give a fuck what these people think. Yeah. No, we don't. We can't be bothered by it. But right. it's just like, no. I mean, it's like a legitimate. Th- it's stand up. You know, you're killing in front of 80, 90 percent of the room, but there's mm-hmm. still some fucking people there who hate you. It's right. just the nature of comedy. Yeah. And, okay, you know, reading the exit surveys is useful in terms of, oh, we should change this or that about, well, not usually, but you can learn well, how things. Well, do you, how, do you, how do you know these people have the merit to criticize you? I also you? don't they think we need to change. They gave us money we at some focus. point. Focus. There's no mm-hmm. change needed. There's focus needed. Right. What does that mean? Like we, don't need to, we don't need, like, the idea of changing. We don't need to change the way we speak. We need to change, mm-hmm. like, the focus of... Mm-hmm. Pushing it out there, but there's no actual fuck. You know, I'm not changing for anybody's like suggestion on how we should speak. Yeah, fuck out of here. I did. I did make somebody unhappy uh, last night at the show in Raleigh. <laughs> I love how Mike's things are all like. I don't get it. How could anybody? And it's like I did upset someone and uh, felt very bad about it after last night. Yeah. Well, I do. I do this joke where I say retard because I talk about my, my brother having autism and then I say retard and some some guy. I heard some guy in the audience go like, "You shouldn't say that. There's autistic people here." And I was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. I'm like, can we get this guy, uh, can we get him some Play-Doh, please? (laughs) That's what I said in the moment. (laughs) I was trying to, like, make it funny, but. (laughs) I'm like, go get this guy some Play-Doh on me and some crayons. (laughs) Excuse me, there's autistic people at the show tonight. There's an Amtrak coming through at 930 that they want to see, and they're. 
<laughs> waiting for something to do until yeah. then. Yeah. And I guess he laughed and like flipped me off and I was like, I'm I'm sorry, buddy. I'll I'll suck your dick or whatever. And he was like he was like, No thanks. Um, so I don't know. Like I offered you Play Doh and just you know, I thought autistic people liked getting top. But uh I guess not this dude. Um Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's a bummer when that happens, but what are you gonna do? But no, it's like, okay, if you're not working a job, then you have much more time. And what mm-hmm. do you do when you have much more time? You think a lot more, and mm-hmm. then you just start having grievances. Right. And it's like, and you become more and more separated from people. Because that's the thing. When the majority of people work actual jobs, mm-hmm. the longer that you don't work a job, the more separated you become from the vast majority of humanity. Right. Now, is that, is, is that also like what happened during peak good time Russia? Am I making this up? People talk about Russia, uh, I guess, at some point in the 1800s where it's like everyone was just thinking so much and having the free time. What to the be fuck like, are you even referencing? You don't know what I'm talking about, Sean? I mean, the upper classes, sure. Okay. So what, what are you so upset about? What, like, in, in peak I'm, Russia, what are you saying? I don't know. In like the 1800s. Um, there what were, was happening in the 1800s <laughs> in Russia? There were some, uh, there was, it, it, there was, was there like a poetic time in Russia in the 1800s? Yeah, I mean, there was Tolstoy and Okay, yeah, and everybody and was kind of, had a lot of free time to... Uh, Why did they have free time? I don't fucking know. Sean, do you know? Well, they were in the upper class. Yeah, and it and it made them go insane, basically. It, it, because they had all this free time to think, right? Yeah, some of them, I mean... Yeah, Mike, suck my dick, you fat retard. <laughs> Actually, I'm kind of losing weight. Um. <laughs> yeah, like Tolstoy, like... I like Tolstoy a lot, but as he got closer to death, he confronted that, and he wrote this great book, The Kingdom of God is Within You. But he he basically, like, I mean, he rejected religion his whole life, and then he kind of re- returned to the Christian church and became a pacifist, and actually corresponded with Gandhi um, before his death through letters, because The Kingdom of God is Within You, the whole point of it is, he says, basically, every Christian sect except for the Quakers in America are blasphemous, because Jesus' whole thing is turn the other cheek, and he says there's no Christian sect that lives up to it except for the Quakers. Um, mm. So Gandhi was inspired by his nonviolent resistance and all that, but it's like, you know, it's not to say he went crazy. It's just when you have the time to just kind of do nothing but think, yeah, it can lead you to different places, and you can confront your own mortality, but you can also become isolated from people around you and become very resentful at the idea that they don't like you. You know, yeah, I guess also when you're not like earning your money, like when you're not working for it, you p- probably feel insecure about where about like if you deserve it or not or if you're getting enough or if you're going to have enough like 10 years from now. I, like I imagine it's not really a great way to live. Whereas when you're doing manual labor, you know, when you make when you make $80, <laughs> you go, OK, this is mine. I yeah. earn this. Yeah, you're too tired at the end of the day to uh, stay up all night with your thoughts. Yeah. There's like a comic I started with in Seattle who's doing pretty well now. Um, uh-huh. But he was a he was poor when he started. Like they the guys at the club that I was at in Seattle giggles. One one day they played a prank on him because um, he he was behind on his car payments. So one of the other comics uh, like took his keys when he was on stage and just went out and moved his car <laughs> to make it look like it was repossessed. <laughs> and then he remembers him like coming out after a set and just like looking at the car being gone and just being like, "Fuck!" <laughs> just like, like it wasn't even funny anymore. He was just he <laughs> yeah, just kind yeah, of accepted yeah, it and yeah, was yeah, sad. Yeah, yeah. 
But it's like, you know, now he's killing it. And he's just like... Who is he? Uh, is Jeff Die? Like, I don't want to talk oh, shit okay. about him because yeah, he's, yeah. he's, a, he's a funny guy and he's a good dude. But it's, you know, now he makes six figures a year. Mm-hmm. And you go... Or more than that, probably. But uh, you go from, like, that broke to making all this money. And now he's just, like, retarded on Twitter sometimes. Like, he has this tweet. Right. Even the most aggressive tax cut still has rich people paying an insane, all caps, Uh amount of taxes. When I was poor, I loved tax time. I got money back, all caps. Hating the rich is hardly the answer to anyone's current situation. It's so funny. And it's like, you know, this guy, the high school dropout or, you know, which, again, I... Nothing about a fucking college degree makes you any smarter. But the point is, he got money, and now he's like, I love the system. But mm-hmm. he just doesn't know any better. He just doesn't understand what life is like for the vast majority of people. Sure. And and he's hot, so he was always going to be fine. Right. He was like, he's funny, too, because he's like you know, a Christian guy. So, but his like way around this like premarital sex is he would just fuck girls and not wear a condom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm not sure. Like, I guess, I guess he is like the coolest pastor on earth. Yeah. <laughs> the idea is it's just holier to fuck without a condom. Right. It's like, yeah, I guess, you know what? Like, I guess if you're like fucking raw, then you could potentially marry somebody. <laughs> yeah. There's a chance of, uh, of impregnating her and that's okay by God. I guess. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Fucking weirdo. Yeah. That is weird. I thought you were going to say it does anal. Yeah, I guess, you know, he probably does that too. Yeah. Well, moving on, there were, I saw this article in the, uh, briefly we'll get into this, in the New York Times. There's an article about uh, Elizabeth uh, Koch, Charles Koch's daughter. And uh, she has, I guess she has like this nonprofit or something. And uh, she has a nonprofit called, uh, what the fuck? What is it called? It's about, it's it's like, the, her not, she has this nonprofit about, about like, confronting the the perception that you have of yourself it's all this kind of bullshit and uh there at no point in the article was she ever like you know i'm gonna take my money i'm gonna i'm gonna pay for kids to have lunch or something you know there's no there's no connection to there's no connection to other people in uh in anything that she's doing what did she say what the fuck does she do? Uh, she is like an heiress, and she's uh, she has a nonprofit called it's called uh, Unlikely Collaborators, which is all about self investigation. According to its website, the organization is dedicated to the creation of provocative experiences that help you face who you think you are. The site adds, our experiences use a process of self-investigation that encompasses principles and practices from Eastern and Western thought, meditation, psychology, and neuroscience designed to expand your understanding of self, others, and the whole damned world. Well, she put um, you through like a haunted house or something? Yeah, I guess. I yeah. mean, what is the thing? Yeah. What is the- well, I just think it's funny that like, me- like men, when they, when they uh, uh, are heirs to some kind of fortune, you know, they just like get on a plane and piss their pants and make a scene and like, you know, grope <laughs> flight attendants. But then the, you know, women get these, these write-ups in them of the, in these newspapers. And you just you, like, I read the whole thing and I was like, what is she, this woman's not really doing anything what does with she her, do at all? with her like, yeah. what's she, what's she giving back or, you know? Yeah. I feel like guys who have money, um, they can like party and then the women that do, yeah, they have to do more kind shit, and women kind of want to be like, uh, like you know, the the first lady. A lot of like rich women, they act mm-hmm. like that is the route. You know, it's like either Kim Kardashian or you have to be the most boring bitch ever, mm-hmm. who um, 
whatever we're reading about, it, it, it reads like we're reading about plants. Mm-hmm. You ever do that? You go, is this is an article about a lady. I'm sure it's about plants too somehow. <laughs> that happens to me a lot. <laughs> yeah, she talks about like the perception box or whatever. Yeah. You put your, you go through life and your perception box, you're in your perception box uh-huh. because you have these ideas about what other people think about you and you know maybe they think you're like a, a murdering bitch who <laughs> fucking melted the arctic yeah 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 maybe they think maybe you, they think your father's one of the most evil people to ever live maybe they're like the family of those workers that you killed from like <laughs> leukemia yeah 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 <laughs> which like by the way if anybody hasn't read that uh dark money yeah dark money's great great book yeah yeah but um by jane mayer but yeah they talk about this guy donald carlson mm-hmm. uh who is cleaning the paper mill that the coke zone in arkansas mm-hmm. he's been, like cleaning out the tanks that contain lead gasoline by hand since like the 70s and there were osha regulations that required companies that were exposing workers to benazine to get annual blood tests and uh basically they were testing him but they just didn't tell him. So, like, in the 90, early 90s, he should have been taken off immediately. But they thought, no, nah, let's just, like, let him keep going. And They, they were died testing him for what? For um, Le- uh, leukemia. And he had leukemia? Yeah, he had leukemia. He died of it in yeah. 97. Yeah. But basically, he had ab- abnormal blood tests as early as 1990. Yeah. And he just never told, fucking told the guy. He might have lived if they yeah. just let him know, but they yeah. didn't, and he died, and... You know, there's a bunch of other cases like that in the book. Like, there was an Arkansas town um, called Crossette, where 11 of 15 households had cancer in the late 2000s mm-hmm. because of chemical waste, likely because of chemical waste dumped by a nearby paper mill that was owned by the Koch brothers. So, you know, besides the obvious global warming shit, yeah, it's just, yeah, they, they gave cancer to a bunch of their workers and fucked them over. Right. Holy it's like, shit. My dog, like, shit in front of a lady's, like, door the other day and go. it made a mess and I felt really bad. Mm-hmm. Imagine you're that person who, like, gives everybody cancer in a town. That's yeah. your family. They don't, they don't, like, feel bad, though. Yeah, no, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I want to murder myself when yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. you know do something stupid but this article is so silly i mean it's all about like yeah she struggled with her mental health and everything and they they go like they go uh the tagline of this article it says elizabeth coke the daughter of the right-wing political force charles coke is worry is working to bridge societal divides sure roll your eyes but also why not her there's not a single thing in this entire article about anything good she's doing for anybody it's just it just seems like a, a service to help other you know, um, she could let some incels hit i think that's yeah. Like, if you're, like, a female billionaire and you want to, like, make up for the blood money. She's not bad looking. Yeah, you just, like, <laughs> you just like have a, have a lottery <laughs> drawing and, like, 40 incels get to, get to hit. Yeah. If your dad got <laughs> leukemia, yeah, you get to, <laughs> you get to fuck her. <laughs> you get to, if you have leukemia, you can try to stick your bald head in her <laughs> pussy. It's like a, it's like an out of court settlement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, if, you if you're say, an 11, if you're 11 or younger, you get to yeah, just, you just stick your hang tiny out in her, bald p- head in her, in pussy, her pussy for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, hang around there for a little while, experience life, uh, you know, before it ends. Mm-hmm. Look, if you sign this NDA and you waive all liabilities, you can fucking pump for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, like they set this article up by being like, oh, but you know, like why, why not her? Why, why she could, she could help. She could do some good things for, uh, for society. And there's not really anything, any mention here of, uh, 
any good that she's done. And I think everyone at the New York Times should be killed. Click, click, boom. Mm hmm. Well, there goes our write up. <laughs> Do you get the New York Times, Sean? Um, no, I still read it occasionally because, I mean, it's sort of the, let's say, the pulse of mainstream liberal consensus in America. So it's important to kind of have some idea. Mm hmm. And they do they do have actual good journalists working there, but the opinion section is garbage. And the do you grab a physical paper ever in the morning? Very rarely. I'll do that sometimes. I never really read it though. Yeah, I, like I just when, grab. I pretend yeah, to read it. You yeah, know? yeah, I roll it up. I put it under my arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time you get around to reading it, it's a new day. Yeah, no. Yeah. I threaten to smack the dog with it, and then uh, I never do, and then you know, throw yeah. it out. <laughs> okay, so putting your bald leukemia head in Elizabeth Koch's vagina, that's the second hottest story that we have on the docket <laughs> for this episode. But Sean, why don't you fill us in on the first hottest? Oh, this is, I mean, this is old news, but I only just uh -huh. found out about it on Twitter, is the, the CEO of Black Rifle Coffee is being sued uh, by the former HR manager at Black Rifle Coffee for an environment of pervasive sexual harassment, among other things. And I'll, I'll link the, uh, there's a 17-page lawsuit that this guy's lawyer filed, and it's actually hilarious. Mm -hmm. Like, just reading, you know, you feel, I feel bad that I cannot write comedy that's just as good <laughs> as just this reality, <laughs> where the CEO of uh, Black Rifle Coffee is this guy named uh, Evan Haffer, who's former CIA, he's former Green Beret, former CIA, he was in Afghanistan, the Philippines, Iraq, as well as other places that are classified. I mean, he was like CIA operator, so yeah, I'm You sure. can tell by his eyes, too, Yeah, that he's been all of those places and killed people. In right, those that's, the, that's the comedy of this lawsuit. It's like deeply PTSD CIA guy who like murdered pregnant women and protected pedophiles in Afghanistan, wanted to fuck some Mormon guy. <laughs> He all hyped up iron. on his own coffee. They have a coffee that the way they promote it is uh, we have definitely shot guys in the head overseas. Right. Mm -hmm. And we are fucking hyped. Now, is it the coffee or is it because we're killers? You decide. Buy our coffee. Yeah. And then you buy their coffee and you get hyped and you also want to murder... Uh, Innocent people. It's very, it's very like gay. <laughs> black Rifle Coffee. It is insanely gay. If you yeah. are a man who buys Black Rifle Coffee and mm -hmm. you are are not like in the military, I get military guys just doing military things, right? You know, mm -hmm. your your brain gets tainted. I get it. Everybody's does mm -hmm. um, by whatever their job is. But yeah, if you're just like some guy who also belongs to like Dollar Shave Club and this, yeah, 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 you got to go, dude. Yeah, yeah. You got a. You, you buy yeah. Jeremy's razors from. Yeah, uh, if you Daily got sailor tattoos, but you've never even been in the ocean, you right. got to go. Mm -hmm. I really do believe ending the draft was one of the most like clever and evil things that was ever done in this country, because you know Richard Nixon, he's the one who ended the draft, and he ran in 1968 on the promise to end the draft. And part of his like reason for this, and again, I think this is very smart but very evil was he believed that once the middle class in this country had no possibility of dying in war, they wouldn't care about the poor dying in war. Mm. And that's literally exactly what happened. I Holy mean, shit. Because it's like, you have a poverty draft. That's what most enlisted grunts are, you know, the Associated Press did a survey in 2007. Three quarters of the 
soldiers who died in Iraq up to 2007. Three quarters came from towns that were below average. It's just like poor kids and like senators' kids. Yeah. I wonder what Scott Adams has to say about that poll. I mean, there is that, uh, I don't know the exact percentage, but let's say 10% of the military, which is just fucking cold-blooded psychos. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there are the operators and the SEALs and the Deltas and the fucking Evan Haffers. I'm sure they didn't grow up broke, there are people who join the military because they want to kill. You do get a license to kill, but the actual bulk of, let's say, army infantry or just like people who join the army is like, I can't afford college. Right. So, and, and, and then you do get those guys who can afford college, but they have either watched enough war movies or they genuinely believe in, you know, especially after 9-11. I mean, there's still people riding that wave. Um who just blindly love America in a very goofy way. Right. But it's, you know, it's how do you get it so that the United States has been at war for 21 years, no stopping, and nobody gives a fuck? Yeah. It's Black just, label coffee. That's yeah. how. Well, that's the other the other side of it is they've they've removed the middle class and the upper middle class. You don't have to go to war. You don't have to serve. We'll fight wars. You don't have to get shot at. But we will sell the tactical lifestyle to you. So you can get the fucking military backpack. You can get the black rifle, the operator coffee. You can get all the fucking guns you want in this country with all the fucking scopes and gear. You can feel just like you're an operator. You can get the the, the magazines, the soldier fortune, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. you want. You can do everything you want to LARP as an operator. And you can go online and talk about it's going to be civil war if they come for you. You can do everything. But you just don't have to go get shot at. You don't have to get PTSD. Yeah. I mean, PTSD is real shit. Like, you know, it's like, obviously, we really are just a nation of like fags. Like there's no other there's no better way to say it. You know, more everybody is such a fag. more Vietnam veterans died from suicide than from actual combat. Yeah. Fags. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about, Mike? (laughs) No. You know what I'm fucking talking (laughs) about, Scott. Why are you getting mad? I'm joking. I don't know. (laughs) It's like, yeah. I'm out of gas. Believe it or not, fucking killing people, but also watching your friends die is horrifically traumatizing. Yeah, even if you don't act like it. Uh, Even if you act normal, surprisingly. And especially a war like Vietnam, Iraq, Afghanistan. Is pointless. It was just for right. making money for Wall Street. Right, right. How the f- like, yeah. How if you're a thinking person and you get back after you've signed the contract and gone over there and did whatever you did? How the fuck are you going to live with yourself? It's difficult. You have to, yeah. you have to reconcile your your psyche to that. So it's it's just a very horrible thing. And it was so smart and so clever that. Everybody who has a college degree, just they don't give a fuck about the veterans. They're not veterans. No. And it was just something that they did where how do we keep the war machine going? Because the Vietnam bonanza got shut down, so we've got to, we need something else. Right. Oh, if we just completely make it so it's only the lowest class in American society. And that's like, who gives a shit? Yeah, it does the fighting and the dying. Well, nobody in the upper class is going to give it a shit. And, and then the people like Black Rifle Coffee... Well, the people they they sell to the upper class or the middle sure, class, sure, because it's like who the fuck has money, right, to buy all this gear and you know backpacks and rifles and yeah, it's the middle class, the upper middle class. A lot of handicapped yeah, I've always guys that walk around and stuff like that. What? Maybe they're just vets. That's just actually their shit. A lot of ha- <laughs> with tactical gear in my neighborhood. <laughs> Scott, which one is it then? What? Well, are they? You think? Do you think they're veterans? You think they're? I don't know. I was making a joke. Oh, 
What? <laughs> what is okay. happening with you tonight, know. Michael? I don't, I don't know. But um, but yeah, the Evan Haffer guy who founded <laughs> Black Rifle. But are you saying a lot of handicapped people walk around in tactical gear in my neighborhood? Oh, that's what I was saying. And but you're not sure if they're veterans or I'm not sure not? if they're veterans or they just okay. have it. Okay. That's all I was saying. Okay. Now, what would you like to say in response to that? No, I just wasn't sure what you're, what point you're making. <laughs> I don't have to make a fucking point. Anyway, the Evan Haffer <laughs> What's guy. What's happening with you? Who's uh, the founder of Black Rifle Coffee. He was in the CIA. He says he, the CIA ended his contract in 2013. And he also says basically what I said, which is the, he by 2013, he was disillusioned with the war in Afghanistan. He saw it was all just a... Um, money-making opportunity for the military-industrial complex. There was no point there. Uh, so 2013, he leaves the CIA, supposedly, and he goes and founds Black Rifle Coffee in 2014, um, which, you know, the Chapo guys made the point. So you're disillusioned with the war, but you're selling the war lifestyle to people. That's how you became a millionaire. But yeah, Literally, the commercials are them, like, diving out of airplanes, drinking the coffee. <laughs> uh, but so this guy, Brandon Roper, was the HR manager for Black Rifle Coffee. Black Rifle Coffee is uh, apparently headquarters in Salt Lake City, Utah. And Brandon Roper is one of the few Mormons there, which is surprising to learn. Uh, but he files, like I said, the 17-page lawsuit, which I will link in the description if people want to read uh, to get a little, a little chuckle. Uh, Roper was there from July 17, 2016 to uh, March 29, 2017. And he says that Shortly after joining on July 30th, he goes to the uh, the firing range with the CEO, Mr. Haffer. Uh, they compete in a handgun shooting match at the Wing and Clay range. And then Roper, the HR manager, actually had taken first place in the competition. And the CEO, Mr. Haffer, was very angry that Mr. Roper had beaten him. I'm quoting from the lawsuit here now. Mr. Haffer expressed his anger to Mr. Rofer, Roper, and this was when Mr. Haffer began to treat Mr. Roper in an extremely hostile and domineering manner. Mr. Haffer felt like his reputation as an excellent shooter among the military special forces community was threatened by Mr. Roper when other military competitors heard the results. Early in August 2016, Mr. Roper, the HR manager, was forced to strip down to his underwear and participate in a, quote, marketing video <laughs> where his image was digitally altered to look like he was naked. Just for being better with a gun. <laughs> just like, he just <laughs> outshot this fucking psycho Green Beret. <laughs> yeah. like... We're going we're gonna to make him strip down naked in the, or to his underwear in this marketing video, then digitally alter it to make it look like he was naked. Uh, and then in the video, he is asked to pretend to do sit-ups in a room with various other men who are allegedly having a, quote, hot dog party. The video was meant to poke fun at homosexuals. And Mr. Roper participated in the video against his will in a condition of his employment. Yeah, and so uh, we're gonna, you're going to walk around the office naked because we're making fun of gay people. And I'll just be over here hard, <laughs> which is like, you know, it's, yeah, he was he was being gay and he would. Yeah, he stripped naked at one point. Right. Right. So and then <laughs> so that's July. And then August 15, 2016, Evan Haffer called Mr. Roper into his office in front of Mr. Roper and several other people in his office. Mr. Haffer stripped down all his clothes <laughs> and stood in front of Mr. Roper completely naked. Mr. Haffer acted as if he expected some sort of response out of Mr. Roper. Instead, Mr. Roper averted his eyes and turned the conversation back to work. <laughs> oh, I don't know about this. <laughs> he's doing some weird intimidation. He's just standing there butt naked. Yeah, uh -huh. he's, he's just like a Mormon guy. He's just like being made to like 
conduct business meetings related That's to funny. HR matters while the CEO is standing there butt naked. <laughs> <Little> tiny PTSD <laughs> psycho. <laughs> and then it continues. Several days later, Mr. Roper and Mr. Haffer were working alone in a conference room when Mr. Haffer turned to Mr. Roper and said, quote, why don't we close that door and butt fuck the shit out of each other? <laughs> Unquote. <laughs> Mr. Roper rejected the sexual proposition, and the media conti- meeting continued in awkward tension. That's so fun to do that in the office. Like you just, your boss wants to fuck you in the in the conference room while people are like, what, like while the there's like phone is, calls. He while might a not have wanted to fuck him. There is a genuine hmm. argument that he is just like such a weird. Um, you want him to say yes so he could be like frat type, like yeah. you know. It's funny to go like, oh, those guys are actually gay. Yeah. But if you know some of them, they're just dumb. Uh-huh. And some dumb guys are like, I'm going to be naked and see what he does. Uh-huh. And that's just awesome to them. Yeah. And funny. But then what do you think he meant when he said, let's butt fuck the shit out of each other? I, he, he's testing the guy because they're calling the, they're claiming the guy is gay. That's the whole thing. Right. So you're going, let's butt the fuck the oh, shit out of okay, each other because okay, they're calling okay. him gay. So he's trying to bait him. Into yeah. Like, so yeah. he gets butt naked yeah. in front of him. He's like, hey, what's up, dude? Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's like, let's see what you do to me. It's <laughs> right, crazy. Right. Well, that's his defense at least, which is hilarious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 He's like, like, your honor, I was trying to figure out if he was gay. Yeah. He's like, I was yeah. calling his bluff. I'm just making fun of him. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. all absolute. Yeah. I'm fucking with this dude. It's very wild. Right. I wanted to see if he got hard. If I was hard. It's like very. Very weird. Yeah. It's very Eric Cartman, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I put my dick in a sleeping guy's mouth. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it's very that. <laughs> Just imagine, like, explaining that to the attorneys at your $1 billion business. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, no, it's not a gay thing. It's I'm proving that he is gay. Well, yeah, he should have done it. Yeah, you, you should, like, uh, teabag a guy in tactical gear. You know, that's mm-hmm. how you... There's a way to not make it as gay. He should have mm. stuck with the military uh, thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Dive out of an airplane and then and then teabag him, you know? <laughs> really harass him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just hit as a bush. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell a guy like, hey, man, go take a piss over in that bush. But it's just like you dressed up like a bush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you get pissed all over. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just pissed on me, you homosexual. Yeah, you're fucking gay, dude. You're... you're <laughs> You have, like, leaves all over you. <laughs> like, like a nom. Yeah. <laughs> camo on your pissing face. pissing all over you. Yeah. The camo, like, rinses off your face. <laughs> Revealing your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, go take a shit in that hole. It's just your asshole puckered open. <laughs> Buried under the dirt. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, I'll role play the Afghan warlord, and you'll role play the little boy chained to my bed. <laughs> all right. Well, um, Oh yeah, you want to continue this on Patreon? Uh, the only other thing from this is just like, uh, basically, the guy, as I mentioned, Mr. Roper, he's a Mormon. So uh, by September 2016, after like his advances were rejected or whatever, Mr. Haffer started calling Mr. Roper quote Mountain Jew as a derogatory term because he was one of the few Latter Day Saints in the office. Mm. So yeah. <laughs> he was calling the Mormon guy Mountain Jew. Mountain, Mountain Jew, Jew, which I, I hadn't That's heard fun. before, but. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, there's Animal That's Mother fun. and there's Mountain Jew, right? This is one of the guys in a yeah, yeah. Go to war. Which is surprising because it's like well, a lot of those FBI and CIA psychos are Mormons, so yeah. Mountain but, Jew isn't a bad name when it comes to like army nicknames. I wouldn't mind being Mountain Jew, and I'm not even Jewish. Hmm. Mountain Jew on your right. <laughs> yeah, that Mountain might Jew. be my Xbox uh, name. Yeah, Mountain well, Jew was one of the characters who died in the first half of Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, to all our good friends at Black Rifle Coffee, we certainly wish you the best. It is it is good coffee, and um, oh, you've had it before. No, oh. no. <laughs> but uh, we hope we hope this all gets <laughs> situated. Yeah. Hey, I'm sure I it's have, one big misunderstanding. I bought a lot of stock in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have a lot of big position in. Uh, well, I hope I hope coffee. the uh, you know the military kind of steps in and goes, look, you guys, we, you need to work together. You do, you are sort of an extension mm-hmm. of us. You mm-hmm. represent us. Let's mm-hmm. figure this out. Maybe but the thing do is, like they a- do it naked. Like the, the head military guys, are pro- <laughs> they're just butt naked. Guys, we need to talk about this. <laughs> this is serious. Yeah. Maybe they'll do, they'll do like a woke military black rifle coffee. So it'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah trans yeah. soldiers, trans soldiers, Sumatra blend or something yeah, like that. Dog soldier. Yeah. Yeah. We, we brought in General David Petraeus to mediate this conflict. <laughs> he just like trips down. <laughs> and he, tucks his, he tucks his dick and balls back into his, <laughs> between his legs. Now, you two boys, why don't we close this door and buck fuck the shit out of each other? <laughs> <laughs> See, I th- he's... That's what they do in the military. Uh, don't ask, don't tell. Was if they started talking about it, they realized they were all gay. Like that's the whole reason <laughs> yeah, they're there. Yeah. Every <laughs> single. Holy shit! Wait a minute. The U.S. Army had like an endemic butt fucking problem. <laughs> they're like, you know, if we don't talk about it, people won't butt fuck each other during yeah. combat missions. Yeah. The guy who's confused and thought it was don't talk about it, be about it. <laughs> Trying to fuck everybody. Yeah. There's like some ancient scroll during the American Revolution. There's like an amendment to the Declaration of Independence because they wanted to butt fuck each other. That has got to be like some Spartan warrior shit, though. Like if some guy outshoots you, then you just got to butt fuck him. It's yeah. the only way to to redeem your... Masculinity, right? You can't I, I mean, dude, them. back in the day, if I'm, if I'm, a, I'm not saying me, but I'm sure there was a lot of big guys who just got into fights and then did some gay shit to a man to show him he could, you know, show mm-hmm. him his boss. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that's gay. Uh, no, not to really. Beat a man and then you know pull then, that thing out. Yeah. What's the point of <laughs> making in front of his, in front of his kids? <laughs> And then pull his thing out. <laughs> yeah. Go look at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See that's, the difference. That's what and I'm gonna like, do. Not really. No, and you're like, the, well, to the guy that wrote that exit survey, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring my son to his house. <laughs> I'm gonna just fuck him right up the ass and make my make my kid watch. He's like, this is how you deal with your enemies. He's like, you're right, Mike. I'm sorry. You're, I'm sorry. You're cool. You're cool. <laughs> Mike, oh, just, Mike just shows up at his house like, why don't we close this door on your wife and butt fuck the shit out of each other? He's like, okay. Gotcha. Uh, what's the point of making the most dog shit coffee I've ever had in my life if you can't butt fuck some of your employees, huh? Exactly. <laughs> Hoorah. Hoorah. Yeah. Well, all right. I guess that's the episode. Join us over on Patreon. Oh, wait, pa- wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Uh, the, um, uh, I'm going to start doing, once a month, we'll do two conspiracy or history episodes. I'm going to try to do JFK this month. Maybe we'll do either Oklahoma City or the Las Vegas shooting next month. Yeah. There was some demand for that. But, you know, so we do eight episodes a month, and then two of them will be, like, my little research bullshit, and then we'll figure out the other six. Just kind of let us know what you want to want to hear from. Yeah, but, and say whatever you want in those exit surveys because your words don't hurt me. <laughs> and I will butt fuck you. <laughs> Ciao. Patreon.com slash out for smokes. Thank smokes. you for supporting us. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>